This is Meet the Movie Press. It's January the 11th, 2018. On the show this week, Globe's results, Oscars assemble, John Lasseter's new gig pushback, plus the week's big releases, and so much more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. You can find us on Twitter at Meet Movie Press. I'm Simon Thompson at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. And with me this week on the panel, as uh, almost per usual, uh, Dimitri. <laughs> Hi, who are you? Where hey, can we find you? Hey, movie fans and, and Meet the Movie Press Hello. colleagues. Uh, you can find me uh, on uh, Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie, on the social medias uh, at DMovies1701, and of course on this fantastic, great show, about the biz, meet the movie press. Scott Menzel. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Scott Menzel, we live entertainment.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. Uh, guys, uh, a lot of stuff went on this week. It obviously kicked off on Sunday with the uh, with the Golden Globes. Uh, a lot of mixed reactions to the show and a lot of mixed reactions to the winners. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the show. People are already commenting in the chat on this. Uh, Rick, uh, Ricky's been saying, very disappointed in the Globes. Not that he personally ever <laughs> took it totally seriously. Uh, Send your nerds so the Globes were boring. Uh, yeah, a lot of people um, not loving the Globes this year. It's never the biggest of the awards, um, but it is the one that's seen as the more populist, um, as well as the Critics' Choice this weekend. Um, a lot of people, the problems were some of the winners and some of the just the general ceremony was a bit boring. Uh, did you watch it? What did you think? We'll get to the awards uh, in a second. For me, uh, um, I'm not going to reveal this on air, but there was a joke made by Andy Samberg mm-hmm. that really, really, really upset my wife. Okay. And um, that opening monologue... Mm-hmm was just horrendous up until Sandra O oh spoke about the diversity aspect of it. And then that's when Andy Samberg decided to make a very tasteless joke, and then it just took the show down. Um, those two, Sandra O oh was was good. Yep. She was trying. Andy Samberg felt like James Franco from the Anne Hathaway days. It was just like everything he said, I just cringed, and it was just... Bad. On hosting duties, I thought it was going to be an interesting mix that would add something different. It could have gone either way. I think it went the wrong way. It, yes. di- it just didn't land generally for me. It didn't hold my attention and didn't particularly work. It's because they were trying to be too nice. Um, mm. Like, it just... I was, like, longing for Ricky Gervais to come back. Oh, and, my and God. Like, that thing he said, though, about <clears throat> um, Ryan Coogler. Oh, my. Like, that was just, I've, like, that know. went off, like, so wrong. That yeah, came off so wrong. And then they showed his face, and Ryan Coogler was not having it. Yeah, I just. It, I just, it, oh, it just it, set it the was, tone so wrong in the beginning. It really did. See, and for me, it was just throughout, because then there was the yeah. bit between, um, uh, uh, oh, geez, the t- Maya. Maya Rudolph yep. and Amy Poehler. And Amy Poehler. Yeah. The whole, and I'm like, what are they doing? I mean, like, I thought, what is this? Why? I thought it was mildly it, funny, but it kind of went on for way too long. It was Uma Oprah. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? But I didn't know what they were doing. Mm. Like, what were they making fun? Listen, they really needed somebody there to torch this stuff and make fun of this award show. Yeah. There was nothing lively about it. It was boring. It seemed to go on forever. Mm. And I, yeah. We'll talk about the winners and losers later, but yeah. as far as the show itself, I found it's, it's always difficult. Awards, I mean, everybody's <clears throat> always talking about the ratings around these award shows. The, the ratings are never, they're never particularly strong for, no. for any of them. No. They haven't been for the longest time. The day of these being real sort of audience grabbers has long gone. There are people who don't care about these award ceremonies for whatever reason, whether it's political, the fact that they just don't really care about them. And a lot of the people who, who are at home watching TVs, they, they perhaps haven't seen the movies. A lot of the movies that will win are not the, the ones that would have been at their multiplex or the ones they would have been particularly interested in because it's kind of a different kind of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm always wondering, you know, whether we actually bother having these shows live anymore. We don't just have them in delay and cut them down to like a 90-minute show. Still have it for the industry, but cut it down, just keep it tight. But this 
was in delay because they were able to beep out swears. Oh yeah, so it yeah. had to be out in some. Yeah, but some, I'm I'm, I'm talking about and... broadcasting it like a, a, a couple of hours afterwards or the morning. Because the thing is that the the average person I think is very interested in in the water cooler elements of having the conversation about who won, whether they saw the movies or didn't, and whether they liked the movies. I think that is really what the Oscars has been boiled down to. And we'll get to 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 the to the the Oscars and the hosting situation uh, later on in the show. But um, yeah, I mean, I just don't, I just don't, I don't know that many people who are outside the hardcore movie fans, like proper fans of cinema, who actually even sort of stay up and watch the show. They will catch up on it either via social media and they'll go like, oh my God, what is this? And then they'll go and look for that clip. And I just think that's how more people consume this show. But don't forget also that the Golden Globes has, has, has positioned itself to be a much looser type of an award show. Any more looser, people... it's going to be an old man's pants. But but it wasn't that loose. I didn't find it to Come be very on. loose this, no. this year at all, to I be th- honest I thought with the you. content was loose. The content <clears throat> was weak. I mean, you know... But- but I didn't. The jokes were bad. The jokes, jokes were just not, They just weren't. They, they just, just didn't, didn't work. work. They didn't work. That's yeah. the problem. And and that to me is why I was saying like this is supposed to be the award show where a comic is supposed to like go atomic on certain mm. things and and talk about and and make it maybe a little bit edgy. There was no edge to the but show. But the thing at is, you, you you cannot. And this is awards. And we're going to move on from this in a second. But sure. you, you, with, with awards season in general, you 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 literally cannot please everyone because no. you make it edgy. People complain that it's too edgy. Right. You make it political. People complain that it's political. You don't make it political or edgy. People complain that it's not edgy or political. So it's <laughs> kind of you're you're. you're ne- I don't think we're ever going to find the happy medium. I think it's just the format that needs relooking at it. And you can have a show that's two hours. The, the content just isn't strong enough for it. But you can have a, a, a show that's three hours and is better. It, I mean, there is no hard and fast rule. I think when it comes down to hosting, it really goes down to the content. And the content that was there simply just wasn't, it wasn't strong enough. No, but again, just two points quick. Number one, I say you have to keep the live aspect because people want to see that train wreck. Yeah. You want that clip. You want that meme or you want something... Like, that's part of the reason why we watch and what has made the academies when when a streaker comes up on David. Like, you want that live element, but right? You want that, the mistake. But people aren't watching. But... But people they, aren't watching. I, I get it, but thing. I don't think I don't think switching it to a recorded aspect and edit it down is going to improve that. I don't. So you keep the live aspect. Again, just going back to the Globes, they differentiated themselves from the Oscars as being the looser, edgier. Like, Mm. to them, it was never about, like, okay, so Ricky Gervais comes up, he's incendiary, he blows out the whole crowd, everybody gets pissed, but then they ask them back the next year. Mm. Or they get another host and they ask them back. That's what the Golden Globes always were about we're we're just being different so i don't think it mattered the the academy awards now is a way different thing like more people pay attention and i think the host will i know we'll talk about it later it's lose lose for the academy awards Mm. not so much for the golden globes yeah it's a different i mean i i I mean i'm I'm in two thoughts schools of thought on it certainly you know working a lot in tv these days from the fact that (laughs) if you did have it pre-recorded and cut down I mean, obviously, there's an element, there's two schools of thought here. The element of the fact is if you then put it out a couple of hours later or the next night is you get a tighter show, you get the best bits. And if you want to keep the train wreck bits in, you can keep the train wreck bits in. That's absolutely fine. Um, but the thing is, the downside on that is the fact that everybody will have seen those best bits and those train wreck bits. Right. But if it's not televised live, you don't get access to that stuff. You yep. just get the results. And then you have to watch the show. You can tease it to get people to watch it. And then you make it available online. That's just me from a TV producer point of view, where I think if you really want, give them, give people a reason to watch the show rather than here's a show where it might be good or it might be an absolute car crash. And, and, you know, then take take your chances. And I think that might actually improve the viewing figures. But that's that's just me coming from a production and that's point a pro- And that's a professional, and I get yeah. that. I just go from, it's it's well, live I mean, it's content like, we shouldn't know anyways. Like, what's, like, just, just 
play it live. Mm. Like, not know what we're, we're doing. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Like this. Yeah. Like this. We're doing it live. Yeah. We're doing this live. But as we know, I mean, most people who actually engage with this content that we create every week, sure. they don't watch it live. They, right. They <clears throat> take it in over a week. So I just think it's something that needs to be looked at. And I don't think all the award ceremonies need to be televised. No. I just don't think they do. Oh, well, I, I think the that. Oscars need to be televised. I think something like the Grammys, maybe. But I really don't think, I mean, Jesus Christ, over this two months... It's the it's probably one of the busiest times of the year for me yeah. because everybody is there's you know every aspect of the industry is having an awards season whether it's Oscars whether it's Golden Globes Critics Choice DGAs PGAs WGAs everybody's having these ceremonies and I think also audiences get a little bit of burn they see a lot of these people coming up again and again and again and I think there's a little bit of a burn in that there is one thing I think that should be televised though and we'll get to that later uh, let's start on the Golden Globes for now very briefly talk about the uh, the shock winners uh, people in the chat talking about this uh, Ricky saying happy for Rami uh, really disappointed that the film is being awarded uh, and enjoyed the movie too uh, the jokes that Sandberg told uh, were trashed on Seth Meyers' show were a lot better than most of the ones that they chose to tell at the Globes uh, Zayas B. Lou, Gervais showed his colours in that old video with Chris Rock, him, CK and Seinfeld. Uh, Happy New Year, fellow MTM pressers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zeno, Oscars are pointless and a dying institution. Don't at me. Do you know what, Zeno? I don't think they are... I, I think the Oscars are a very interesting point in the road. Um, I think pointless is too strong a word. Yep. I think the relevance is 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 questionable. I think it's how we make the Oscars more accessible to people who see it as elitist, but not dumbing it down to making it like the People's Choice Awards or Critics' Choice Awards and stuff like that, which can be seen, or Golden Globes, which can be seen as more populist, even though they're not voted for by the general public. Hmm. Um, so I think I think the Oscars I think it's going through an interesting transition year which has been well a period actually an interesting couple of years where it's been forced by various issues but I think the whole thing has to be looked at um, very carefully over the next couple of years to to keep it relevant but I I think it's always I think it's going to be always relevant and it's always going to have an importance because the brand and the strength of it I mean it's it's the mother of all awards ceremonies there is nothing in the world that compares to the Oscars Sure. You know, it's it's the crown jewels of cinema. Everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants that nomination. Mm-hmm. Out of all the nominations, I'm not doing down any award seasons. But even to make the Oscar long list is seen as a as a real thing. Yeah. Oscars still have within the industry that relevance. Oh, but, absolutely. You know, it's just the audiences, whether they want to watch it or not. Okay, let's very quickly talk about the Golden Globes results. A lot of people uh, reacting, most of all, to... Um, uh, basically, the fact that uh, Star is Born didn't get as many as they thought it was going to get. I mean, it really almost it was got just blanked. almost got blanked. It got, you know, best song. Uh, and then obviously the other big talking points, um, uh, Rami Malek, uh, a lot of people supporting that. But then uh, Bohemian Rhapsody walking away with, with one of those major awards, the top line awards of the night. A lot of criticism of the fact that even though people perhaps didn't like the movie, there was controversy over the director. There were lots of things that people were really sort of, you know, sort of poking at with a stick um, after Sunday night. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I think it should be known that the HFPA, mm. number one, I wasn't going to say this last week, but now that the show's over, number one, they're really all about who kisses their ass. Mm. So it was obvious that Warner Brothers didn't do something right <laughs> in order to get... You know, I love Bohemian Rhapsody, but when you're talking about from pure creative content, mm. I really, you know, you have to go. Star is Born is that a wasn't better, in the same category, yeah. right? I, well, but it's still best. Like, I, I, it's, I see it's what you're saying. Str- like, it's like, strange. It's the yeah. whole thing's kind of strange. Like, why Bohemian Rhapsody was in musical and comedy, right. Star is Born wasn't when it's musical aspect too. Right. I mean, but I guess because it's, it's more dramatic, but it makes no sense. It's like yeah. pick a side, like which one you're going to be in, right? And, and um, but it's not fair and, to put one because I wouldn't say that the other one's a comedy. It's kind of a drama <laughs> too. Mm. It makes no it, sense. It, it doesn't, and it's really it was just very interesting, and you could see Netflix really bow down and kiss the HFPA's mm-hmm. ring. And, and you pointed it out just a little bit earlier. The apparently HFPA, focused, apparently focused to not at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and so apparently, so and being that I was on a distribution side, and being that I booked prints, I can tell you that yeah. the HFPA are extortionists. They need to get what they want when they want to see it, how how they want to see it. And heaven forbid you don't have a print ready for them. Mm. All. I've never seen publicists scared 
unless it's dealing with the HFPA. Yeah. Then they tremble. So it, I just found it really a fascinating show as to, I mean, we could talk about what our predictions were. Yeah. And yeah. I know I was, I had, my, my big thing was uh, Coleman. Mm. Look at Coleman winning, and I was like, "Hey, I got that one right." Yeah. So it was. It was my just, bitches. Was, I my love bitches. that. Oh my gosh, great. it was great. Some of the speeches were great too. So, oh yeah. I mean, well, I was going to say, you know, uh, I, I think we all talked about this. I think we all picked her, Lady Gaga, winning. Mm. And it was funny because I was like, kind of that was a big upset of the night yep. with Glenn Close, but Glenn Close's speech was just phenomenal. It was, it was just phenomenal, mm. and it kind of like was like, okay, you can win now. Yeah. And it was that genuine element of that I think a lot yeah. of people actually really, they, they catch on. And this is what people talk about now yes. from awards ceremonies. Yeah. They talk about fashion on the red carpet. They talk about uh, the exciting, um, any sort of fuck-ups on air. And they talk about the exciting speeches. And those are the three components. Yeah. Those are the three components that people really talk uh-huh. about. And I think just putting it maybe not live anymore well, wouldn't harness those what for were some your, of these other what shows. What were your thoughts about I was very surprised. I mean, I, I, I mean, certainly with, when it came to Behemoth, I was very surprised that Star is Born didn't get more love. Very yeah. surprised. Um, considering talking to people who vote for these things and how much love they had for that movie, I was very surprised that they didn't do it. Very surprised as well that with members of, of that organisation, many of whom had quite severely criticised Bohemian Rhapsody when it came out, to then give it best film, I thought was I was very surprised by that, and I love Bohemian Rhapsody. I really enjoyed it as a movie, even though it, you know it does have flaws, and I know there was controversy around the director, um, and there's debate around that. But um, I, for me, that wasn't as much as I loved it. That wasn't best film of the year. It was in my top ten, and I really loved it. But I mean, just because it's in my top ten of the year doesn't mean it's the best film. Right. That was like from an enjoyment point of view, as far as a cinematic point of view. No, I think there were films that were that were considerably Black Klansman not winning Black that Klansman category. Black Klansman is great. Right, I mean, Star what, is Born, I thought, was great. Yeah, but let's when you talk about the categories, let's not forget that it's only a couple of years since The Martian won for Best Comedy and, right. and uh, Comedy and Musical. Yeah. And even the people in that movie were like, really? Yeah. We're neither a comedy or a... I don't remember any musical aspect or, or much comedic content within the Martian. I mean, maybe I haven't seen the Adam Sandler cut. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, it was like, whoops, here's a, here's a booby gag. Um, Actually, the Snyder cut to the Martian is great. No, yeah, ah, okay, yeah, well, really so release the Snyder cut! <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I don't... It's just, you know, kind of weird. I mean, there were a lot of... I mean, Green Book, I know there was a lot of controversy around Green Book getting the love that it has. Personally, I re- I'd still really enjoy that movie. I know there's controversy around it, oh but it's a movie. Oh, my God, it never stops. I've enjoyed it. It's dopey, too. Yeah. It's almost like they throw... It's almost like people hate that movie, yeah. and they want to find stuff from, like, 50 years ago. Well, and it's like, and it's a good movie. But also, there, there are still markets where it's getting hate that it hasn't even <clears throat> opened in yet. Yeah. And I'm like, wait until you've seen the fucking movie. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's like a vegan going into a steakhouse and going, well, there's nothing for me to eat here. You went to the steakhouse. Yeah. Have a salad. Have Okay, that wasn't helpful. <laughs> Sorry. Um, wasn't helpful. Now you've upset our vegan audiences. Uh, but Have no, seriously, it's like, I mean, d- d- wait until you see the movie and then, I mean, obviously, yes, there is controversy around this and, you know, showing people your penis is generally not a good idea right. unless they want to see your penis, which most people don't. Let's be really honest. And we're- Most people don't want to see your penis. No. If they ask to see your penis, then yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a green that's light. A yeah. But generally rule is, don't show anyone your penis. And we're um, back to our Twitter conversation about yes. what people said on Twitter. Therefore, proving my point a couple weeks ago when I said, if you dig back deep enough, you'll yeah. find something that someone said about anything. Yeah. And no, here absolutely. we go again. And here yeah. we go again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's, obviously there's controversy around, you know, uh, there was a tweet Nick, this yeah, week. Yeah, and there was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's like... <laughs> People, what was that digging back to? All the way, like, 9-11 or something? Like, it was, like, yeah, literally going like back, going, like, yeah. 18 years. Let's yeah, go. It, it, like, from, from the first tweet ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... but, but, yeah, I mean, it's funny. But let's move on to the Oscars, uh, yeah. because we only have so much time in the show, and we've wow. already taken 20 minutes. So let's talk about the Oscars. This year is going to be no host for the Oscars. Um, and there is also a plan to um, assemble the Avengers to present um, at the hostless Oscars. Um... I'll be honest for you, as much as I enjoy the Marvels movies, I I don't They're supposed to be dead! They're supposed they're to be really... dead! I yeah. I just don't I... I don't feel so good about this. Um no. I just don't I don't think that's gonna be a draw. I think 
people are interested to see the Avengers if they're promoting a movie, which they, they're not quite in that window yet, but they're doing it as the Avengers on red carpets and on TV shows, or they're at a premiere, or, you know, they're in an Avengers movie. I just don't think... To me, if you want to have a really good stunt for the Oscars, what you do is you get the uh, Avengers, you get the Marvel guys, and then you also get the DCEU, and you talk about unity. And you but talk about fandom. That and you is, talk about supporting that's each other. That's good. I just, that's so you what get... you do. Just pulling the Avengers out like a fucking rabbit at a magic show. ABC after all, baby. I just, yeah, I know, but I just I just don't <laughs> I, think it's that much of a draw. Why don't you just get the freaking street players off of Hollywood Boulevard and bring them in and call oh, them the Avengers? Oh, well, like Fat that Elmo. Guy, that guy, that yeah. guy, that guy, <laughs> that guy <laughs> Bumblebee yeah, was really right. good yesterday yeah. when I went down there. No, it's just... Go ahead. The, yeah. Check as the and Captain America is right. a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> the guy in the it mask, I like him too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's actually not a mask, and he's really offended. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I just don't. I just don't think, to be honest with you, you know, as starry and as popular as the Avengers movies are. And do you know what will be really embarrassing? If you obviously, we don't know who the nominees are for the Oscars yet. You know, ballots have closed. And we're going to find out very soon. But if you're if you pull the Avengers out. As like, here are the Avengers, the Avengers, the saviors of Hollywood. And then you go, and the losers are Black Panther. Um, we kind of ignored Black Panther here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. This is kind of fucking awkward. We've got everybody on his stage. Uh, can you guys just shuffle off for a minute, please? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, thanks for coming. We yeah. don't respect your art. As if, as if the Oscars aren't always, like, already, like, it's self-promoting. Oh. And and now that that whatever subtlety there oh used god. to be, remember yeah. when they did it's a thing for Wrinkle gone. in Time last year? Oh good god! Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go into the movie theater to see Wrinkle in Time. But were the Oscars on in ABC? theater soon? Wait, were the Oscars on ABC? Yes. Yeah. ABC's owned by Disney. Yes. Disney has Wrinkle in Time and the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. No one. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I just it, think it's too much, and I just don't think it'll it'll play the way. I think it'll play against them than it will play for them. True. The cynicism is just plugging. I I don't think it's the best idea. Mm-hmm. I think if they had tied it within like DCEU and gone togetherness, no, I think I, would be no. really I especially mean, I mean, aside from division in the world, but I think division within fandoms, I think would be really important to get, you know, Aquaman a massive success at the box office despite its very lackluster uh, opening weekend. It's doing phenomenally well. Uh, you know, the success of Wonder Woman, you've got a Wonder Woman movie coming out later in the year, two Avengers, uh, you've got an Avengers movie coming out, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got strong women there, you've got uh, POC. Oh my I mean, God, I'm yeah. just like, to get that, get all of those people but on stage talking. My problem with Brie this Larson is... Larson and Gal Gadot. Hey, I'm okay. Hawkeye. You might know me from such things as my miracle pillow. <laughs> I don't know. My miracle bow and arrow. No, but here's my problem. problem, But then again, that goes to say that people only want to see superhero movies too. Right? I mean... But then they're not the movies that they reward for being these amazing pieces of cinema. And I'm like... They should just jettison the idea. Just not a good idea. I don't think it's a draw. And, and, And I think that this hostless kind of thing is going to be an experiment. I mean, do any of us here think it's going to work? Mm. Like, hmm. Is that, I don't, yes, no? They have to have presenters and they have to have them set up so they're entertaining. But who's yeah. going to open the show? Do That's that? what I'm saying. Right. You still need someone to open the show. Right. You still need that. So here's so my I guess other they question. So just do a too. musical yeah. number, right? Let's not sure, talk over each other. We're getting a little bit jumbled. Sorry. That's no, okay. Sure, because everybody loves musical numbers. I do. Here's, here's my thing. They do it what in the... uh, Holmes and Watson. Sure. That went down well. <laughs> I see what I'm saying. Just saying. But. That was a bad idea. It. They've had a year mm. to set, to figure this out. What the hell have they been doing? Look, I don't think there's any anybody can argue that the Oscars, the Academy, needs we need new leadership here. Yeah. Like, they are so disorganized. Yeah. Why are we talking host of the show literally months, two months before the show oh is my going God, to air now? And it's ridiculous. You have a year to plan this out. Yeah. And and like you go to Jimmy Kimmel first. If he says no, then you should have your plan B, C, D, E, and F already. Mm. Like this should be decided like in March, April, not a month and a half before the show goes on. What are you paying attention to? Yeah. They need to be revamped. 
Yeah. No, I, really I agree. agree. I agree. The whole process. Uh, there's a couple of little bits of TV news that have come through today, and a couple of people are asking if we're going to discuss that on the show. We're not going to discuss that on the show. Fair uh, purely because we, we, we're about movies. <clears throat> um, and if there's an overlap, we will cover it. But we just simply don't have time to, to go into every single story that comes out this week. Um, some feedback on other things we discussed, though. Uh, Ricky's saying the biggest point is that is the HFPA and not Oscars voters. Most people don't realise that. No, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> uh, Ricky also saying it only made sense as... Uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody made over 700 million worldwide makes total sense but still odd but again these awards are not handed out on box office if these mm-hmm. awards were handed out or even box office was a factor most of the movies that would not be nominated for, for for the Golden Globes the Oscars that are nominated for the Golden Globes or the Oscars I mean you know 8th grade is getting a lot oh of love God, from people yeah. it hasn't made a lot of money La La Land in comparison to most movies, really didn't make that huge amount of money. It wasn't exactly the widest of... It went wide, but it wasn't the widest of wide releases. A lot of the movies that often get things... I mean, if Bill Street could talk, it's another really no good one. example. Yeah, no one. You know, it, that's not pulling in audiences, but it's getting a lot of love critically. I don't think we have to... Box office, global or domestic, does not have to conflate. It doesn't to matter in what awards. awards you can make an amazing movie that make you can make an amazing movie that makes hardly any money that that gets a lot of love, and you can make a huge budget movie that gets more. I mean, people, do you remember when people lost their shit, and including me, over the Suicide Squad Oscar? Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. oh, but then if you go oh well, it made a lot of money. You can't conflate the two. They're really they've got to be held as independent. But factors. we're also forgetting that one uh, minor experiment the Academy tried to throw on everybody, which which was the Blockbuster Academy Award. Yeah. Remember that? I do. Earlier this year? Yeah, I still oh, need to take that back. Roster. I still need to take that back, by the way. I've got to pay a lot of fees on that. Uh, and also, Ricky's saying Green Book had some controversy uh, that you kind of can't blame people for, for raising an eyebrow to, especially with the Farrelly thing. No, absolutely. I think you have to take these controversies in board. But also, you, you can't... I mean, he got his cock out in, like, what was it? 2008, 1998, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was, I forget so I if it was something about Mary or Kingpin. Yeah, it was something about Mary yeah. uh, when, it, when he did it. I mean, it's, it's not okay to do that. It is not okay. But he didn't go, hey, you're going to love this in 30 years. <laughs> I just think it's it's a stupid thing to do and he shouldn't have done it. But it's, you know, it's, it's, I just think you have to look at, if you're looking at a movie, look at a movie. It's like, you know, we've, we've discussed this on the show previously, so I'm not going to go into it again no. with the guys. But it's like sometimes, even though someone can do something that is despicable, it doesn't suddenly make movies that they made that are great, like Kevin Spacey and some of his movies. Suddenly you go, well, suddenly it's a shit movie. No. You know, you, you, have, you have to, it's, it's abominable and you can condemn an act, but you can't then condemn the art unless obviously that is directly linked to it in kind of a, you know, filthy way an inappropriate way uh xeno hour so uh the avengers and jl with jake gyllenhaal and ben affleck okay we're not going to go into sort of fancy casting stuff because we have a lot to do uh i will mention though smirking gun reviews the kaminsky method uh, is proof that the hollywood foreign press shouldn't be taken seriously i actually love the kaminsky method i'm watching that on netflix at the moment as a tv show um i, I think that's a genius bit of tv but nobody no appears to be watching it, it, and nobody knows about it. No, um, you know, I mean, even the, was representing foreign press, a lot of places overseas, it really hasn't. It's a very American product, and Americans aren't engaging with it. Okay, let's move on back. And, to- and I can equally say, as many people who know Kaminsky method know the wife. I mean, I had yeah, people yeah. go. I mean, again, I'm not slandering Glenn Close. Yeah. I'm just saying people are like going. The hell's the wife? The wife's yeah. another another example of a movie that's getting a lot of awards recognition or a lot of wa- love from people, you know, within the industry. But people didn't. That wasn't a, that wasn't a hit movie. Yep. You can have you can have hit. amazing performances, amazing direction, but if people don't go to see it, so you can't you can't conflate box office really. No. Uh, very quickly, BAFTA nominations. The favorite has led with twelve this week. No real surprise there. Kind of knew that was going to happen. A couple of other interesting choices. It is worth looking this year at the. Uh, uh, every year, BAFTA have a, a basically now up and coming uh, star that they represent. The, the the people that they have lined up for this year's series perhaps right. the most interesting in about three or four years. So it is worth checking that out um, and having a look at who they recommended. It's really interesting choices this year. Uh, let's talk about another controversial story. I don't want to go too um, far on this because we have a lot to get through. But John Lasseter is now in charge of Skydance Animation. Uh, a lot of kickback from this, obviously, because the allegations that were made against him when he was working uh, at, at Pixar. Um, he then took a bit of time out of the industry. He's now come out. Uh, a lot of people in the industry saying, not OK. And a lot of women within uh, Skydance are actually saying, I'm not going to work there if he's going to work there. Which I think is is an understandable viewpoint from them. Um, what did you guys think about this this week? From a... 
from a, a higher point of view, but also looking at it from um, the issues that we have within the industry and the concerns we have with the industry, but also potential damage to the brand. Because a lot of people hadn't heard of Skydance Animation, certainly the guy on the street. Now they're hearing about it in not a positive way. Right. So what are your thoughts on this? It's it's so strange, this whole thing, because, I mean, in a lot of ways, this man is responsible for creating one of the greatest animation studios of all time. And a brand. Mm. And a brand that is just legendary and will continue to go on for decades. Yeah. And it, it's, 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 I, I struggle mm. with this question all the time, and it's always controversial what to say on this, because... You know, well, that, that I, I always is... love to try to separate the artist from the art, um, mm-hmm. but I know that you can't always do that, and especially when there's other people involved. Right. And, you know, it's kind of what you said earlier about, like, Kevin Spacey. We can't go back and say American Beauty was a terrible movie because it's an amazing movie. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think what, what I guess my, my, end set, my end game with this would be he's done what he, he, he did what he did, and I guess his punishment we should not reward him by keep giving him more stuff Mm -hmm. but we can't neglect what he actually accomplished Mm -hmm. so we just don't reward him moving forward and we look back and say you know what you had a good thing going you fucked this up yourself and you're done and this is something that i mean i know when jeepers keepers 3 came out last year now i i still love jeepers creepers i enjoyed jeepers creepers too i didn't think it was as good i made an active choice to not see and i and it's on netflix Sure. It's it's available yeah. and it's on Sci-Fi Channel. I choose not to watch it because knowing what I know now, I don't want to contribute to anything that would potentially make that person successful. And I can do that in my own quiet way without making a, a big song and dance about it. Although I understand when a song and dance about is made about it, but I can also look at Jeepers Creepers in the same way that I did and go, "It's still a great movie." Now I now I know about the director. I can choose an action to not to not involve with his stuff in the future, mm. and I'm wondering if audiences will will potentially do that with with Skydance. I don't know. It's 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 interesting because we also have to do we also have to break this down as to the 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 the, the level of the inappropriateness. I'm trying to say this in a way that's not overly controversial. Yeah. But he didn't do anything that was Bob Weinstein. He didn't. Like, to my knowledge, okay? Mm. Whatever is... Harvey Weinstein. Harvey right? we- yeah, well, Harvey Weinstein yeah. and Kevin Spacey. Mm. And to my knowledge... Which are, like, let's let's just be clear, those are allegations that have been grounded, criminal proceedings oh, may yeah. or may criminal, not right, 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 no, just for a legal point right, of view. And, and I sort of, I'm sort of kind of liking it to like an Al Franken yeah. kind of ideal was what he did, right? He's mm. a comedian. He did this. And there's that debate, but he immediately lost his job. Yeah. So, and again, I am not sticking up for John Lasseter and or behavior. It's wrongness but, on a gradient. Right. No, and I understand that. We need to, you know, he did the right thing. Mm. I think the way that it was handled at Pixar, it really, like, he went away. Like, he literally just went away. Mm. I don't know how these allegations, nothing criminally is being brought up against him. Um, yep. You know. Correct. So having a second chance, Skydance Animation, I'm not sure it's necessarily rewarding him for bad behavior. I think that's rewarding him for what he's done. Mm. And does a person deserve a second chance when an allegation, depending on that gradient... Like, you know, is he still, has he learned, has he become a different man from this? Um, You know, Al Franken has, for sure, right? right? right. And that's that's the interesting thing. There's some chat in the room on this, because obviously everyone is, understandably, has an opinion on on this. Uh, Glamour is saying, one million in previews for the upside. We're going to get to the upside later, despite more controversy for Kevin Hart. Uh, Ricky saying, uh, Lasseter, not Weinstein level, no. Uh, but way too soon to have his, this high-level positional yeah, power job. And Zeno Hour saying uh, a stupid tone-deaf move by Skydance. I think it is. And like I say, we, you know, like you say correctly, we do have to um, slightly sort of put things in a box of of level of none of it is okay. You don't you don't touch anybody. You don't make inappropriate suggestions. But you have to put it on a on a gradient of of wrongness, effectively, where you have to look at it. But also, that said, I think bearing in mind that these allegations are made, it is tone deaf. And unless you're a company that makes a an asserted effort along with the hire to put a mechanic or a system in place so that people who may feel vulnerable feel protected, 
I think you have to do that as part and parcel of that. Do you think that... Well, I can understand why people don't want to work with him. I could understand. I can understand that. But do you But do you also go on the Skydance side of things and feel that they had done their research prior to making the hire? Do you think that they did their due diligence to make sure... Not knowing either way, I can't possibly comment on that. But I think, obviously, there will have been conversations that will have been had, knowing that there potentially could be some kickback on this, about whether it was the right decision to make. They wouldn't have taken this decision lightly, whether it's a wrong decision or a right decision. It It really baffles my mind because it's just... It's so much on an individual basis with all mm. this stuff. Because I think it is. Because, you know, there was stuff that came out about Morgan Freeman a couple of uh, yeah. months ago, and that just got swept underneath the rug. You know, we talked about the James Gunn thing. Yep. You know, and I feel like everyone kind of just accepted that. You know, but it's it's weird. It really just depends on the person. It, it, it depends on the person. And, and it depends and on the act. The infraction, but, I guess. But, and I sometimes know, it, we're too quick to act. But Sometimes. it's also what I love. What I what I what I really can't stand about now is that allegations are one thing. It's it's. I feel like we never get that end result. Mm. You know, like we never find like what really happened at the end of the day. Like yep. we don't get like, you know, besides Weinstein, where we're like, okay, that fucker's in jail. Yeah. We don't get that with anyone else. It's well, really... we're we're hearing about it about Kevin Spacey, well, especially now, but, being but, in but New England. But think of all the names that have come up. No, just think about the names that have sure. come up over the last year and a half. You know, there's you got those two, but there's all these other ones. But also, I mean, and I'm, you know, there's in the, 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 again we're getting into a large yeah, discussion. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But it's it's a case of no charges were made against Lasseter. Right. Um, allegations were made. Um, he lost his job at Pixar. He's now got his job somewhere else. I think we do. I mean, even though I'm, I'm very much. I mean, I, I worked in in news journalism, and I know that unless you're found guilty of something in a criminal court of law, you have to be presumed um, innocent in a criminal capacity, whether or not something happens. So I think it's really difficult that you have to. You, you have. There are. It's ne- it's never an easy subject to talk about, and I believe that if you do something that is inappropriate, you absolutely should be held accountable and you should take responsibility for that and you should be able to accept the fact that there will be um, professional and personal um, repercussions for that. But also, if it's not then something that becomes a criminal thing, you you then, you you know, you, you have to be able to move forward in some capacity, right. some capacity. And you don't necessarily get to choose that capacity. Um, but it's it's a it's a difficult situation. There there is no right or wrong. There is no one size fits all. I agree no. with you. You have to look at each of these cases um, individually. But I entirely understand, right. and I support the people who decide that they don't want to work with the company anymore. Yeah. And if you don't feel safe doing something, then don't do it. So I, I you know it is it's very difficult, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with this decision moving forward and how this, if this affects right. um, Skydance from a from a point of view in the marketplace, putting products out there, um, you know, whether it just goes away um, and, and whether it sort of affects anything like the, the price of the company or right. that's sort of the value of the company. You know, we'll have to see how that sort of, you know, manifests itself. And we won't ro- know that right now. No. So they'll only know that further down the road. So I think it's something we have to keep an eye on. Uh, let's talk about some hires this week. A lot of people suggesting stories in the in the chat. We, we unfortunately don't have um, a room to cover every single story during the week. Um, so we're just picking a hand few uh, for, for the show each week. So please, you know, be, be understanding on that. June uh, will reunite Dave Bautista with uh, Denis Villeneuve as Beast in the June remake. Also this week we heard that Stellan Skarsgård is going to be boarding that. A film that I was incredibly unexcited about, I'll be honest with you, and especially after uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, which was beautiful, but I found unbelievably dry, and I didn't like it as a movie. Um, so good hires, though. I'm liking the way that this this is casting at the moment. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, this I, I always thought that this was kind of an edgy move to re- remake this. Mm. Uh, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> risky. it's a gamble. Yeah, I think it's a gamble. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a real gamble. Yeah. Um, I mean, Denis Villeneuve, he's, he's a really good director though. And I mean, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I th- I think he can kind of pull it off in this cast. He he's always brings his A list talent to it. He does. I think Bautista. I mean, as soon as he was announced, I'm like, well, he has to be playing a Harkonnen. Yeah. Okay. Look, the history of Dune in film. There's an amazing. It's 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 great. It's yes. And there's an amazing documentary about um, who's the gentleman that wanted to produce Dune before and he was using people that like this is in the 70s mm. and it's really great because it just how much money was being thrown into this and then it never happened and then you know years go by then david lynch picks it up mm. right and then you're casting kyle mclaughlin you're casting sting even a very young patrick stewart prior mm. to picard and the movie's a mess. I mean, it needed a lexicon. You literally, as you stepped into the theater, you were handed a lexicon of of things about what you were about to watch. Yeah. You've never seen that happen in no. a movie before. And then, then the Alan Smithy cut of that comes mm. out. Now, then there was a great, there was a very good science fiction, a sci-fi channel miniseries, mm-hmm. which is a really good adaptation. Yep. And now, Denny Villeneuve, it's going to be interesting, his take. This movie can languish. What are they going to focus on? It's a hard movie to adapt. And it's all going to be about adaptation. Not so much cast. The cast has me excited. Mm. But it's how this is going to be taken. And also, you know, the length of it is always a concern. Because one thing I will agree with you on Blade Runner 2049 is the runtime of that movie. Yeah. Um, You know, he does not make short movies. And I feel like when it comes to a length of a movie... Unless it's really captivating and really action-packed and interesting, mm. I think that hurts box office. I really do uh, because I don't think people really want to sit through it. No, <laughs> it's, it's it has to be it has to be substantially and prolonged, strong, yeah, in order for people to to really want to commit to that. Uh, and in a, in an age where it seems like increasingly more people are getting their phones out if they're bored in the movie theater, right? Going to be a hell of a lot of phones on there. That's it. You're, you're... Jodorowsky's Dune. Thank you, Zeno Hour. That's exactly what I was talking about. If you haven't seen this documentary, it is a really great like piecing together and trying mm. to make this Dune movie. And they were using artists and people who eventually ended up working on Alien. Mm. Yeah. It's a great documentary. Uh, in the chat, we've got a, a couple more things to get through on the show before we talk about the week's big releases. Going back to the award shows, no one watches live because whoever wants to know who won can watch a five-minute wrap-up, watch speeches on YouTube, and find out who won on Twitter. Yeah, you can absolutely. I mean, there are certain broadcast restrictions around what can stay around online legally hmm. um, after the ceremony. I know I have to deal with that shit every year. Um, but that's from Jody. Jody also saying, uh, no one cares about what or who the stars wear on the red carpet either. Simply not true, Jody. That's not true. Um, I, can no. say, I can say from a point of view of a content creator, whether it's for a, a broadcast TV channel or for an agency, certainly when I'm working at Reuters, it is one of our biggest selling pieces of content that people use when it comes to video. So you might not care about it. The market people for that kind care. of stuff is people. huge. And yeah. it's one of the big things that the general press talk about um, after the event. Um, oh. So I would disagree with you on that. And the actors, uh, Jody's saying finally, the actors and movies that are nominated, the general public has never heard of uh, or seen again, and no one cares. No, I mean, you do get a lot of people. I mean, a really good example of this that stands out to me, and I was thinking about this just the other day, is the guy who um, played the pirate. I completely blanked on his name for a second. Played the the leader of the pirates in the Tom Hanks movie, um, Captain Phillips. Yeah, Captain Phillips. Oh I mean, my god! Who yes. Hollywood was bestowing, and again, it happened with the guy. Um, he uh, was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. As a matter yeah, of fact, we all bring it back. Jean de Jardin uh, yeah. from the artist. Oh yes. Hollywood darling. Uh, you know, now is is back doing you know, which is fine because he's still a successful actor in Europe. But it's like Hollywood didn't know what to do with him. We do tend to do this, but also you can't. Then, if someone does a great job, you can't not reward them for doing that great job in that movie. Sure. So it is it is a little bit difficult. So I don't think we're ever going to find the, the what, right balance there. What about the Life Is Beautiful, R- Roberto oh, yeah. Bellini? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like you know, you sometimes know. these people do get rewarded and then they don't really sort of you know go on to do much. They don't aspire to be, but but a lot of actors, you know, who, who do well, a lot of them don't. Or they take like 15, 20 years to aspire to being yeah. that top level. And there are still, there are a lot of actors, a lot of actors. Um, but, but you know, very few, you know, there, there's only so amount of space and few of them go on to be movie stars. A lot of them continue to act for a long time, but never in major roles. Uh, so my casting before we move on to the week's big releases, Venom sequel confirmed. Uh, Kelly Marcel returning to write, but Ruben Fleischer won't direct. Yay, Venom Yay. sequel! 
The only thing I ask is that, I mean, I was not a massive fan of that movie by any stretch of the imagination. Just, just, I hope that now they've got all that stuff out of the way, they can just make it a better movie. Well, they got a Ruben stronger off there. Movie. He's a one-hit wonder, in my so, opinion. So, I, we'll see what know, happens. It, it, that movie a found lot of its potential. Strength. Yeah, but it lost it. It found its stride in the last five minutes, and I hope that's where they're picking up this movie to yeah. go with. As you said in the sequel, I hope now that they got a lot of that junk out of the way, I hope we get a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can only hope. But again, I mean, going back to the the comment earlier on the Oscars thing is the fact that if you uh, if if you're going on Oscars is like the movies that made the most money, Venom's an Oscar nominee, right? Oh no. <laughs> oh no it's a Razzie nominee <laughs> it's well we'll see what happens with that uh, Jordan Peele's Us is going to have its world premiere at the 2019 South by Southwest Film Festival um, it's previously done particularly well mm-hmm. um, that's going to have a lot of buzz and I think mm-hmm. that's going to be that's pushed back the release date by a week a week because um, I'm super excited to see that movie but no surprise there it's the perfect place um, for uh, for that to be uh, released uh, Margot are you guys excited about that movie and we talked about it in depth the oh week, I just but... want to say that yeah. you know it i go to south by southwest it's, yep. i i think i've gone more to that festival than any other film festival and horror movies have such a great home there they do. and i mean cabin in the woods evil dead mm. uh quiet place last year yeah they i thought they were going to do that as a secret screening at sundance remember i talked I about thought, last yeah. week and you know to open it up after seeing how well the quiet place did this year that's a that's I think, a smart I think move. That, I think that's why they actually yeah, came out and said too. this this week me because too. everyone's going like I need to get tickets for that screening. Yeah. Need to get tickets for that screening. But, yep. but I was going the, like I'm okay. What yeah. is the lead time between South by Southwest and the opening of the film? I now? think a week now. It's a week. So which is which is about right because sometimes they do this where they launch something at film festivals weeks before and everybody's got their reviews and their Twitter stuff Ready and blah Player blah One. blah. Remember they did that last year? Yeah. Well, it needs, yeah, it but, needs to be within seven days. People have got really yeah. short memories these I days. I will say A Quiet Place disproves that. It does. A Quiet Place yeah. was screened well beyond, well before its release And date. Bridesmaids and Spy. And, and it really built up a momentum for Paramount. I think there are exceptions to the rule. I think that, I mean, I think, no, no, no. I I think those are exceptions to the rule because a lot of other movies um, where it's had that initial reaction at something like Comic Con or a film festival and you haven't seen it for months, when it actually comes to people putting their bums on seats, I'm talking about, not talking about hardcore film fans, I'm talking about regular people. A lot of people are like, oh, I thought that was out already because they have like a week or 10 days or two weeks where they wait for a movie, they know it's coming out. But if you promote these movies too far and there's a buzz too far in advance, I mean, I think that's part of the problem with Mary Poppins is because there was so much press activity almost a month or more before the movie was actually released mm. that people thought the damn movie was out. And by the time the movie came out, they were kind of sick of tired of hearing about it. Yeah. And I think they really kind of cannibalized the buzz for that movie. Had they done that in the last two weeks, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins, and it's two weeks away, people can plan and pencil that in. But when it's like a month and a half, a lot of people don't, I mean, it's like, People just don't generally. People don't really plan that far ahead unless it's like a family activity or something. So I think yeah. you know there's there's pros and cons, but yeah. I think there are some exceptions to the rule where it does hold. But we often see more often than not by the time a movie is premiered somewhere and then gets a release, it's you know if it's more than a month, it's a, it's a quite a risky tactic. It is quite a risky tactic. Word of mouth movies, I think it can work well on. Other movies, I think it could be a very risky tactic. But, but that's what I'm saying. A movie like A Quiet Place really heavily relied on word of mouth. It was a horror movie, mm. right? It was done differently. That's why I'm not entirely like sure. Like I say, there are exceptions. But I'm not entirely sure a movie like Us, right? All right, so say this movie comes out, that Universal, they're only going to have a week now. But Us has got to- Us has got a built-in base because oh, of yeah. Get Out. So I think with Us, that's an exceptional case Okay, where... You know, people have been waiting Crossover, for this movie I mean, since, yeah, yeah. since you know, Get, Get Out. out. Okay. So I think you've got people who are, who are genuinely already locked into this, as you are with many things like some of the Marvel movies and the, <clears throat> the DC movies and stuff like that. I think this is one that is an exception to the rule where it has this this built-in audience who are, buy, you know, ready to buy their tickets as soon as sure. it opens. And also throw out Halloween in Toronto. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, some people talking in the chat about uh, mentioning the story from Batman this week. Uh, the Batman could start filming in November. A new report claims that Reeves' script's been all but officially approved by the studio uh, with the production targeting a November start for principal photography. Yeah, I mean, there's talk about that. Um, let's see how that pans out. Still no official word if Ben Affleck will reprise his role as the Dark Knight or if the superhero will be recast entirely. 
There isn't public word on that. Um, let's talk about it very quickly before we go into the week's big releases. The Margot Robbie Barbie movie is officially happening as Warner Brothers finalises their deal with Mattel. Uh, that came this week. Everybody's been associated with that. Anne Hathaway, <laughs> Amy Schumer. Now it's Margot Robbie. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It'll be interesting to see what what this end product is, but right now it's not a film that I'm... Don't care. And I don't even know if, you know, if you're you're aiming for that young women audience, you know, sort of the the kids to to tweens to teens, I don't know. I don't know if Barbie's still... But we'll see. I mean... Barbie is still relevant from, 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 you know... From an iconic. From from an iconic, but, but from a doll standpoint... Yeah. I will give the benefit of the doubt to Margot Robbie. She seems to approach movies with... It's very well thought out from her point of view. Again, do I care about a Barbie movie? Not really. That she's attached to it is what I'm more interested in. But until I get more information, because... Who knows? Within a month, she could be off the project too. Well, so. I'm I'm also worried about the the, the Robbie Byrne because um, you know she does have a lot of movies coming up in the next two to three years, and I'm always always happy to watch something that that she is in because she's consistently good, even if the film isn't it's particularly not. good. But you can have oh, it's like if you, if you have movies, whoever you are as an actor, if you have movies that are coming along like buses, right. everyone goes, oh, it must be a Friday. There's another Margot Robbie movie. You just want to be, you want to make sure that you're consistently working, but you don't want to burn. I'm a little bit concerned that when you get, and it's like Kevin Hart. A, 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 a Tiffany Haddish, another really good example. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, there are three three Tiffany Haddish movies, four Tiffany Haddish movies in a year. I love Tiffany Haddish. That's a lot of movies, and some of them are going to bomb. You can, you know, you can really damage your, your collateral there. Let's talk about the week's big releases. Uh, I say big releases. <laughs> um, okay, let's start off with replicas. Has anybody seen this? This is sneaking out like a cheeky fart. It really snuck out. Yeah. Literally. That yeah. was a left cheek. Apparently, too. it leaked online a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did it? Yep. I don't know why or how but it apparently leaked online mm. i did not see it i did not care to see it i heard awful things about i know it. people that have seen it who weren't particularly impressed with it i saw some reaction to that end of last year so i mean I, we talked previously about movies that if you don't want to release them in movie theaters sometimes you have to because of the financial deal and the funding you have to release them on theatrical before it can go to vod they maybe would have been better off just doing this as a vod on a netflix or a hulu or a an Amazon Prime or a whatever, and pushing it well, that way. I don't and, know. And this is an entertainment studios, which is a Byron Allen's company. Yeah. And this is a this for lack of better words, they're an indie studio yeah. trying to make their bones. They did Forty Seven Meters Down, yeah. which was a really big hit for them. And, and Hurricane been, Heist was a moderate hit, and everything moderate. else has been kind of really uh, under the radar. Yeah, like this movie just came out. I yeah. didn't even realize it was it was on a release schedule mm. until I started seeing. It's like, wow, you're finally releasing this. Now, the interesting story to this that I can add yeah. is that this movie was being promoted at, at this past year's CinemaCon, so mm-hmm. all the way back in yeah. March, right? Yeah. They were supposed to, from what I gather, they were supposed to have support by Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, at the time, Keanu Reeves was filming uh, John Wick, John Wick mm-hmm. so he couldn't come, he couldn't promote that. They took it off. Entertainment Studios had taken it off its original date. Yeah. There was no slate. I thought they were just waiting for him to um, be free to do promotion. Yeah. But then they've just lost their head of distribution, Entertainment Studios, mm. within the past month. So I just think if it did release online, if it leaked online, they're just trying to mitigate that and just push the movie out because of a contractual yeah. obligation. It's a Keanu Reeves movie. It's an action yeah. movie. It'll probably be in theaters for like one or two weeks. Then he could probably check it on VOD. Yeah. Uh, a Dog's Way Home. Um, I really wanted to see this, yeah. but I didn't get a chance to because the screening was the same night as uh, something else. Yeah, I know. The uh, LAOFCS, which we'll get to before the end of the show because, we're, we're, like I say, we're running out of time. We've been trying to keep it tight. I am surprised at how good the reviews are for that movie, it's been, though. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, so um, I'm I've go seen see some pretty weekend. consistent reviews uh, on that. I think I saw the movie. It's called The Trailer. <laughs> the okay. trailer tells you everything about that movie. Let's talk about the upsides. Uh, I saw the movie. Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's, it's a great January movie. Um, I mean, it's... It, I'd have liked to have seen it go a bit harder 
um, you know, really add a little bit of skin to the bones. But I think as far as a as a generally entertaining um, a movie, I think is is actually pretty good. Kevin Hart's pretty good. Um, I like his performance in this probably more than anything I've seen in the last trial months outside of Jumanji. It shows that he's actually got some acting chops, which is good. Uh, Brian Cranston uh, is is really good in this. I think he's really they work really nicely together. Uh, a couple of things that are kind of thrown up as part of the plot, which really didn't go anywhere, um, which I was a little bit disappointed would have added some meat. So I don't know whether that was lost in the edit or the process or whatever, but they could have probably cut that out. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's it's fine. It's uh, you know, it's a five or maybe six. Out of ten, it's it's yeah. a you know it's a fairly you know reasonable thing. Yeah, I um I saw this way back when you when, did. I've when, seen your name on yeah, the television when when the Weinstein. Had yeah, it. of course. When Weinstein yeah, yeah, yeah. had it, I saw it at Toronto when it premiered. It is a remake of The Untouchables. Yep. And uh, that is a French film, one of the first uh, French films that me and my wife actually saw before we uh, officially got together. So that that's nice. really nice. Mm. Um, and we saw this movie together too. And I, I have to agree with you, Simon. I think it's 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 a it's a, another crowd pleaser, feel good movie. Yep. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but those two together. They really work. Mm. They bounce off one another. They have great energy, and their chemistry is through the roof. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. It didn't make me angry. It was a movie that was on a silver screen. Like, like their chemistry together is better than you would expect. expect. Yeah. It's really good, right? I agree with you about Kevin Hart's performance. Brian Cranston's fine. Even Nicole Kidman oh, shows Nicole up, Kidman and she was like really good fun. too. So, but the movie itself is just there. Um, you know, when you talk about crowd pleasers, again, I hate to keep on like stumping a movie like Instant Family, but yeah. that had oh, really no, true emotion, emotion and heart. Yep. This one. Just seemed to want to do the basics. Yeah. It, it, it seemed to just want to just get it out there. They went very basic, very simple, and it'll work for them. And, it, we, and we had this conversation um, over breakfast this morning. Uh, it, it feels like an 80s comedy. Mm-hmm. Who did you say would be cast in it? If I it said was... it would have been Jack Lemmon and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I could see that movie. I mean, Back this, in the 80s. This went through, I mean, this went through a lot of recasting over the last couple of years. I mean, this has been a movie they've been trying to bring out since, I think, like 2011, the original one came 2012. Out the... Yeah, it's like that was uh, for... 2010, 2011. Yeah, the foreign film, it's funny, the foreign film, this mm. is the perfect American remake, though. Yeah. Because it's like it takes out those elements of the foreign film that really like you're kind of like you have to be in that element. You have yeah. to understand the culture. Right. And they put it in there and they add Americanized jokes in there. Yeah. So <clears throat> I do get what you're saying. I do feel there's certain things that are a little lazy about it. But, but I, think, I mean, it went through several castings and I think yes. this is, they've ended up with a really nice pair. Yeah. Um, I think they could have been pushing it a little bit more. Uh, you know, as far as the, the box office is being, it's going to be Aquaman again, probably at the top. This is probably going to be top three, but it's yeah. a little bit of a quiet one. Um, but I mean, it's it's fine. You know, it's I I, yeah. I didn't I know some people are giving it out. It's inoffensive. It's fine. It's a gentle thing. I didn't really wasn't a big fan of the third act. It was a little bit flabby, but it was fine. You know, it was good. Uh, okay, before we finish, uh, first of all, going back to what some people were saying. Now, I'm very disappointed with this actually. Zias Lu saying in the chat, replica got leaked early. I can tell because an HD version is available on my fire stick already <laughs> now come on please don't pirate films please don't pirate films i mean if there's a movie that you want to watch on like netflix or amazon just wait a couple of months you don't have to go and see these movies if you don't want to give them the money but genuinely stealing this content it fucking hurts the industry and if okay. we claim to love movies we can't do that shit so yeah. i understand the temptation is there i really really genuinely do I, I ask you, as someone in the industry, as someone who is a movie fan, please don't just just wait for it to come out or go and see it. Go and see it when it's quiet. Go and see it when you can get a cheap ticket. Please go don't the pirate theater. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wait for it to come to the dollar theater. Please don't pirate movies. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more, especially yeah. coming from a distribution standpoint and working for Technicolor. Yeah, five years where we. Working to combat that sort of thing. Yeah, it really it hurts the brand. It's and it's it's also I mean not to seem like a fucking Nazi. But it, it's a, it's a criminal act, yeah. you know. And you know, we all want we want more movies and more stories to be told, and we want people to take risks on making smaller movies and stuff like that. Sometimes they're going to suck. Sometimes they're going to be great. Right. But come on, let let's not shoot ourselves in the foot by pirating movies. I know it's tempting, and I know if it's there, but it's like you just don't have to do it. Please, right. it's 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 disappointing when people do that. So yeah. please don't if. If you're tempted, I would just ask you, you can make your own decision. I would say, please don't. Um, we talked about other award ceremonies today. We cannot finish the show today. We've only got a couple of minutes. But without giving a 
huge amount of recognition to you, Scott. Thank you. For what you did this week with the LAOFCS awards ceremony uh, this week. Absolutely phenomenal work. You attracted a, a, a stellar cast of talent in the second second year of this event. Um, you got to show the diversity of the LAOFCS, uh, uh, LAOFCS. Lafus or whatever. You got to show the diversity of the organisation, which is something I know you embrace, and it's something we try to embrace. Perhaps we don't do it as often as we should. I want to work on that. But on the show, congratulations for that. And for people, I don't know if you saw on social media, for people like Brie Larson, who was one of the invited guests, and Elsie Fisher as well, to praise you and the work of the group online this week is a considerable and it needs to be recognised achievement. You did phenomenally well, and I take my hat off to you. Thank you so much. You did an amazing job. Your the people that you you nominated and the people that won are not the same as all the other award ceremonies, which was refreshing. It was a great event. Hats off to you. You did a fantastic job. A couple of minutes to talk about it. Thank you. I I am always blown away by this event. Um, it's it's only the the second year, as you pointed out, and I I really a lot of people don't know this about me, but I really pour my heart and soul into this. Uh, I said this at the show. I come from a family where I grew up. You know, my dad wasn't in the picture for half my life. My mom raised me. I have six adopted brothers, uh, four of which are black. You know, growing up in a neighborhood in New Jersey, I always believed in diversity and never, never kind of saw why there was always this controversy of whether you had an Indian friend or an Asian friend or a black friend. And, you know, when I came out here and I started hearing all this controversy about like the lack of diversity and whatnot, I just wanted to use, for lack of a better, better term, my, my, my white privilege, because as much as I hate that phrase, you know, it, it, it's a sad reality that that's we, what we don't choose it, but it is a force. It's, it's kind of like you need to do it. Mm. And, and it's like, and if you want to make a difference, let's make the difference for good. And I, I got together um, and we wanted to really reach out to people who were underrepresented voices. And if you watch the show, um, which will be on at 11 o'clock today, you know, there's always different voices on there. And it's just so important to me. And, in terms of the actual ceremony, um, last year we had Jordan Peele and we had Jessica Chastain and Guillermo came, uh, Edgar Wright, and, and it was just – it was amazing at how open-minded and the studios kind of accepted this with open arms. Mm. And it was really, like, powerful to me and very touching to me. And I, I got – you know, last year I dedicated the show to my mom. Uh, this year I, I pretty much dedicated the show to the group because – the members are really what makes this organization. This 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 group, it's funny because like even though I am the founder of it, the group would not become a reality if it wasn't for the other members. Yeah. And what makes it stand out so much is them and their support and their, you know, charisma and feedback and their reviews and their their opinions. And I think it's so important. And um, you know, to have Brie Larson not only be just a sweetheart at the event. Yeah. And just be so playful with me during a very nervous speech because I, I love Brie Larson so much. And to go up on stage and to give her an award and then to her play back and forth with me for like that 10 minutes was fantastic. But for her the next day to wake up yeah. and to see on social media, this is one of the best award shows. Anyone who's getting who's a winner and a nominee and they, you know, they should go to this show. She's been to the Oscars multiple God. times. Yes. It's like Absolutely. I... I don't know what to say. And I just, you know, thank you, Bree. Thank you, everyone, you know, who's been there, Bo and Elsie and God, the Quiet Place producers, everyone who and attended. And Amanda as well. Amanda, oh she my God, amazing. amazing. And the, uh, um, uh, the director, yeah, give, Robert. Um, yeah, I know, great. I'm sorry, but it's just, it's there was just so many people and everyone embraced yeah. it. Amanda's mom. Yeah, you know she watches the show. Did she? T- did she tell you? Really? No. She no, watches the show. Oh, she yeah, watches what? the LAOFCS show. She said that she, I watch everything that you guys do, and she's like, I'm so impressed. And she's like, I've been watching you and, say all these nice things about this movie. And, and I met her, and and she's from the same neighborhood. It, she was so sweet. Oh my god, that's it was crazy. Just, it was just well, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And, that's and awesome. I mean, I thank you everyone yeah. for supporting. I mean, but you know, it, this is this has become. 
my biggest achievement, my crowning achievement. Yeah. I've, I've worked on a website. I've been doing my own thing for about 15 years. But, my God, seeing the last two years, and yeah. I'm telling you, this is no bullshit. A couple of days leading up to the event, I'm like, kind of like, fuck this. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this again. And then I go to the event, and I see the, the reaction, and I hear all this stuff. And when you get c- celebrities walking out of an award sh- ceremony – which, like Simon nicely pointed out earlier, there's just one after another after another. And last year, Guillermo said this was one of the best award shows. Yeah. Gary Ullman last year, this award show is going to be standing room only. And then Brie Larson next morning tweeting that, hearing other people saying like they didn't want to leave. You know, like uh, Lucy of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. saying like, I really didn't want to leave. Yeah, like that is amazing, and I just I'm just blown away. Thank you so much, and guys, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you, for in, thank you for inviting thanks us. Thanks for the invite. I mean, yeah. we we sat at the same table, yeah, um, and we had a great time watching this and watching this unfold. Simon, I think you'll agree, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, Scott here gave a speech about you know about. Uh, like including people and 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 being diverse and 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 change and inciting change. There hasn't been a speech like that. I'm telling you since Rocky Four. Oh. I'm telling you right now. Oh no! Putin Putin got up <laughs> from his couch, started applauding for no reason. He had no idea, but it was like it was it was a really great speech, and it really was a great show. And it was not just diversity of people, but of film, yes. too. So, Thank you. It was amazing. A lot of people in the chat um, are, are congratulating you as well, Scott. Thank you. Um, and I'm genuinely looking forward to the third year. Yes. Uh, and uh, my, my comment earlier about uh, uh, stuff on a fire stick, yeah, it still counts even if it's streaming, even if you don't download it. You shouldn't have it. <laughs> you shouldn't have it. it shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to watch it. If you can watch it with your pants off, you shouldn't have it. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much this thank week. Uh, we've, we've run way over time, but I wanted to, to pay due respects to you and what you, you achieved really this year with this that. award. Thank you. Genuinely, genuinely an amazing job. Uh, very quickly, Dimitri, tell me who you are and where can we find you? Uh, you can find me here on Meet the Movie Press. Also, we will be coming back. I it's think... like the awards are being played off. Right. Hurry up. So, um, today, <laughs> Hurry up. Easy. Hurry up. Come on. I can't now. I'm done. I'm okay, done. Scott, at dmovies1701 right. on the Twitters. Okay. Scott Menzel, <laughs> weliveentertainment.com. Tune in to LAOFCS Weekly at 11 o'clock today. Thank uh, you. I'm Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. This is Simon Thompson on Facebook. I'd like to thank my mother, uh, my late father. I'd like to thank God, of course. Uh, and I'd like to thank you, the audience. Thank you so much for Gandhi, watching the show this Gandhi. week. And also, Lee Amandala's mom. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.